0: Welcome back to the Gerald Field Report, all my buddies. Your favorite after-school study group that isn't led by a fast-talking, amoral, disgraced lawyer. I, for my part, am old C.W. Hills, and who joins me here?
1: Was that a was that a Mighty Ducks reference? That sounded like a Mighty. That Ducks was reference. a
0: community
1: reference. Oh, just for you. Yeah. See, the after-school special thing kind of kind of threw me off because.
0: Well, study group.
1: Were the Mighty Ducks a study group? No, but the Mighty Ducks were were an after school program for uh, okay. disadvantaged youth run by a sure. fast talking ex lawyer.
0: Oh, okay. Well, not having seen the Mighty Ducks, I'm
1: I I Anthony. could not. Uh, Mighty Ducks is like a plus, like slapstick, like like this. Like childhood literal slapstick sports sports yeah like you know my i'm a huge fan of sports movies it's the sportiest one of the sportiest sport movies i've ever seen uh yeah completely unrealistic portrayal of hockey but that's why you'll love it
0: perfect perfect intro perfect return (laughs) to form uh, this is our first show in quite a long time. A that long time. one listener who discovered us just before we took our hiatus, we apologize. We hope you're still listening. We yeah, love you.
1: <laughs> I'm going to post this in the Hey Arnold subreddit. I, I posted the first two episodes, and then I felt like I was getting a lukewarm welcome because I was posting episodes a lot really right. quickly. But I think it's been a long enough time that I can just be like, hey, we're back uh, after, what has it been, six months? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six months exactly. We did a We did a Christmas yeah. special. Uh, It's been about a quarter of a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're back and ready to talk about uh, the failures of public school and education. Um,
0: It's true. So we are going by the Hulu reckoning, uh, which counts this as. No,
1: no. We are going by the production order reckoning, not the Hulu reckoning. Okay. Do not follow the Hulu series. Uh, Follow the production order, which is. Don't let
0: Hulu Hulu lead you astray.
1: I'll tell you what episode it is right now. Parental production order. If you're if you're checking through Hulu, there is an episode number, but this is Episode thirteen, production order episode thirteen. Episode fourteen on Hulu.
0: Okay, so if you're watching along with us, as we recommend you do, uh, we are watching season one, episode 13 of Production Order, season one, episode 14 of Hulu Order, Tutoring Torvald and Gerald Comes Over. And, Thony, you know, maybe it's just because we're a little rusty and we haven't done this in a little while, but it occurs to me that we probably should have actually watched the episode before we sat down to record.
1: Wait, the episodes are available? I thought we were just doing this off memory. They're
0: available. from the internet what you can go download them i thought
1: this entire podcast was just a test of our memorization of of uh, not that obscure but a a nicktoon show from our childhood i guess we're gonna have to go back and watch the episode because otherwise we're gonna be talking about things we don't even know
0: god damn it all right let me hit ebay and see if i can find some vhs's Well, and the thing is, Tony, a lot of people think that growing your own portobellos takes up a lot of space in your house, but really you don't need much room. Just take
1: it in your basement, guys. That's all you got to do.
0: <laughs> Just like a serial killer. Now, I believe you have uh some thoughts Read the public schools. Okay, wait. How do we do this
1: show? Uh, we we're going to we're going to I'm going to we're going to do a a one minute recap of the episode okay. and then we're just going to talk about it rather than going step by step right because that's exhausting and probably not entertaining to listen to and and we end up with with three hour episodes talking about two right. fifteen two 15 minute segments
0: yeah okay so okay, so first episode go ahead is then. tutoring
1: torvald uh yeah uh, this gerund. is this is a this is a classic not only classic like like uh cartoon like like hey arnold episode this is a classic like sitcom trope episode like you can see it's this kind of episode yeah. uh in in a lot of different like school aged uh uh student whatever high school Medium. sitcom things whatever uh child sitcoms the that's great the word stories. I do uh, so yeah. uh arnold's in class uh, math is going on in this class uh in the back there is a very 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 large 11 year old child uh who you find out has failed this class like what is it three years in a row well wait a minute let's do the math how
0: old is a fourth grader what so, so like you turn i turned 10 in fifth grade so in fourth grade i was what eight going to nine yeah so he's eight or nine. Torvald is thirteen. So he's is he failed 13? as many as four. I thought times. he was eleven. Yeah. Nope, thirteen-year-old boy.
1: Okay. Uh, I so wrote that down. he's yeah, thirteen-year-old boy. Like like, but again, this is cartoon, cartoon sitcom time. It looks right. like he's he. It's like we're nine, we're adults. He's definitely a giant, he's a grown adult. ass man. He looks like yeah, an eighteen we'll or nineteen-year-old. Um, he's bad at math. Uh, the teacher volentels. Uh, Arnold to tutor Torvald, uh, to help him yep. get better with math, which is super fucked up. Teacher should not be prodding really her, her work on, nope. on a nine year old child. Uh, what do you get paid for? Arnold struggles to teach Torvald math. Whatever he is doing isn't He find out, finds out that Torvald's actually a secret math prodigy. He's I actually very good so with much. it, but he, uh, just never had the right contextualization to apply math in real life. Yep. Uh, there's a test. Torvald, does exceedingly well for someone who was getting like a 3 or 4% on his math exams. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. It's not the last we hear of Torvald, but he nope. isn't an ongoing presence in the series for, for most he's, of the he's time. He's too
0: good a character to only have once, honestly. And that's one of the core strengths of Hey Arnold, is that almost every character yeah. just comes out of the gate so fully formed. And
1: what I love is is... There is no person on this show that that fits that bully archetype, uh, no. except maybe Wolfgang. But we haven't gotten to Wolfgang yet, um, or have we? Have we done Wolfgang. the the Garbage Day episode yet?
0: No, I remember the name, and I have a vague image of him in my he's head. I recognize Wolfgang when I see him. He's I suppose. he's
1: big, buff, blonde fifth grader uh, with a mullet.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolfgang, I think yeah. so. Okay, I think so, so, so right. like,
1: like all of the bullies in this show are are very sympathetic people, and and don't fit that just standard bully archetype. Like all of them are nuanced. Right. They have different things, different roles.
0: Okay, inner so, lives.
1: So, uh. The beginning of the episode is something that I really want to talk about. Uh, Me too. I'm so fucking excited. Uh, there, there is a scene where Arnold is trying. I mean, Gerald is trying to learn his nines tables, uh, and it's a tough one. Except it isn't. Nines has always been the easiest. Uh, I disagree. I find the ones that rhyme are the easiest. Um, Six times eight is forty-eight. So Gerald's trying to figure out his nines tables. He can't do it. Arnold. Correct. Uh, goes onto the sidewalk says nines are super easy they're all the same they're super easy he does this 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 thing on the ground wizardry he, yeah math wizardry is what I would say um and this is this is now where I'm putting on my educator hat uh Arnold is showing like the beginning basics of of aspects of common core uh right. and uh This entire episode, to me, I can, like I said, this is about the failings of the public school system, and we can actually see uh, a progressive growth of how our education system has worked in real time as we watch through this episode. That is my premise for this, uh, my thesis for this episode.
0: I would like to say two things about this moment. Uh, First, uh, I believe that this is probably the origin of, of my lifelong and continuing ne- desire to carry chalk with me everywhere. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yes, and I did not realize or remember that until I saw Arnold doing that. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Six-year-old me would have been like, "Well, hell yeah! I'm going to carry chalk and be like, oh. like it's it's the same. Um, like
1: I when I'm at my desk, I like having mini whiteboards for that same yeah. kind of principle. Just whip it out, show it, do it to them on the whiteboard, wipe it off. It's pretty awesome. Have you ever used a boogie board? uh yeah when i went to the beach
0: <laughs> it's funny because they're homonyms
1: there's another what's a boogie board
0: a but bo- no i'm sorry a boogie board is it's a it's a it's a little black plastic board with a little stylus on and you write and the writing shows up very green and very clean and you can get them in different sizes and then you press a little button and it sends a little electric charge and it blanks it out <laughs> didn't you
1: use that for our 4e campaign forever ago
0: I did. I used it for our four E campaign. My God, four E. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, they're super. They're super cool for precisely that reason. Um, I don't use mine much just because I have an obsession with storing information, and it upsets me that it's lost forever when you hit the little button. Yeah. But anyway, yeah,
1: same principle. Chalk, whiteboard, boogie board. Okay. So, so uh, I actually really appreciate. That's not uh, how Arnold teaches Gerald how to do. His nines tables is, is different than I've ever seen it. I'm trying to remember how it was. Uh, do you okay, remember? Okay, let me tell you. Yeah.
0: Because, and this is why I was excited to talk about this, this is how my dad, who was born in 19-goddamn-47, taught me how to do my nines uh-huh. in the fourth grade. Okay, so what you do is, Phony, give, give me a nine by. Nine, nine times 14. Well, fuck you. That's not a good example. It goes up to the tens. I don't know how to get farther than that. Okay. (laughs) Okay, nine by eight. So what you do, according to Arnold's example, is you subtract one from the number you're multiplying nine by, Uh so so it's now seven, right? Eight goes down to seven, and from seven, it takes two more to get to nine, Uh so 72, and and that, and then that, and it works all the way down. So, you know, nine times four, take one away. It's three. You get from three. How many from three to nine? Six, 36. And okay. I'm not arguing that it's actually any easier or that it makes more sense, but it's a, it's a kind of like pseudo mnemonic yep. that like having a process instead
1: of having to remember it cold really helps okay. some kids. So this is, this is common core. I'm going to talk about common core in a second. Uh, what if I told all you right. there's an easier way to do your nines tables? I'd say bullshit, sir. Okay.
0: I want you to stick out. I want you to stick out your hand. You're trying to sell Springfield a monorail.
1: I want you to stick out your hand. Ten fingers. Oh, I've said okay. This is the Edward James Olmos method. Is this the, uh, so give me a give me a number up to ten. Nine uh, seven. Nine times seven. So you take down that seven. Okay. One, two, three, okay. four, five, six. Four, five, six. Six is the first number. Uh, one wait two,
0: three. Th- I can't see your hands. Bring them down into the window. I don't see what we're doing. Damn okay, six. why are we doing this? Why are we crooking Sorry. fingers?
1: There we go. So, six fingers. <laughs> okay. fingers five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. Nine times six is 54. Tens, ones. Okay, I feel like that's almost a
0: tactile version of the same thing because it ends in a visual representation of the answer that isn't actually mathematically related. Yeah, but you don't have to
1: actually, you don't actually have to do the algorithm to do this. And that's, and that's, that's the important thing. Like, what Arnold is doing is is algorithm, algorithmically how you can get right. to that number. Um, what I'm doing is a visual representation. It doesn't matter. You can look. Whatever's on this side is one number. Whatever's on that side, there's no addition or subtraction being needed to done it's just straight up counting
0: oh i see i get it it just clicked it just clicked in my head i get it i get it okay um well that's very interesting because i guess that speaks to different learning styles doesn't it i'm yes. not what you call a, a tactile learner uh, so, i guess so, so casey uh
1: yes sir like i'm I'm assuming that you've been on the internet and you've seen those dumbass posts mm-hmm. of, of angry boomer well i guess actually uh uh gen x parents because our parents were boomers uh J- angry Gen x parents getting mad about about new math that kids are are doing and how it makes no sense Correct. and how how like mister Incredible. Kids, uh yeah exactly um math is math what what there's been a push in our education system is is we're moving from algorithms, which is what how we were taught. Um, our mathematics we were taught algorithms we were taught that right if we if we plug these formula if we plug these numbers in and we and we take the necessary steps in this formula we will get the correct that you answer lose the
0: 2000 election
1: oh. without without ever actually understanding the concepts of why that works and how that works um, okay the beginning of this episode shows uh, shows Arnold and Gerald trying to Learn their multiplication tables um, by memorizing the the formulas, memorizing the algorithms, memorizing what the numbers right. are, without actually ever stopping to think why why does this work? How how do these numbers work? Um, right.
0: So learn it by learn it as as magic, essentially, yeah, exactly as something that just happens and
1: you believe it or you don't. So, Casey, okay, so I have a question for you. Um, yes, sir. And we're gonna move on. Sorry, this. This is this I'm front loading a lot of the are information I want to talk about in this episode. Uh so then okay. we can now, kind of these fuckers know what they signed up for. Now they knew what they were getting everything. into when they hit play. Don't you uh, apologize to I these just, people. I just like I said this is my thesis for this episode. Um if I were to give you uh okay. uh if I were to ask you what is 64 37. Those are two kind okay. of wonky odd numbers not easily how would you solve that equation in your brain? What steps okay, how, you would I,
0: how would I add, how would I sum 64 and 37?
1: Yes, add both of those okay. two together.
0: Okay, what I would do, I'm very scared whatever I say is going to be the wrong answer, but I trust this is a judgment-free zone.
1: There's no wrong answer in this situation.
0: So what I would do is I would first sum 60 and 30, which is 90. And then some four and seven, which is 11, but and then add, add that to 90, okay. bring it to 110. So what you sorry. are
1: doing is common core. That is the basics okay. of what we need to, what we are trying to teach our kids. We want students okay. to understand that that uh, you take big numbers, you put them together. You take small numbers, you put them together. Um, that... that when we do 67, you know how we used to do like seven plus four, carry the one, do those numbers straight right. down. Um, what we're trying to teach them is no, that's, that's not the concept that we're trying to teach you here. We're trying to teach you that we have 60 of over here. We have 30 over here. Let's put those two together. And then we have, we have these other two numbers, the seven and the four, like we, I said, 37 and 64. I don't remember what two numbers you did. It did. Um, it's we fine. add those two together because it's much easier to add seven plus four in your brain than it is to mm-hmm. add, uh, and then six plus three in your brain or 60 plus 30 in your brain. So yes whenever you see these kind of uh these kind of posts online about these parents who are angry about their kids like like my student got this answer wrong because they 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 did the step the normal way and the teacher got them mad right and and i always like it makes my blood boil because i'm like because you're not understanding what we're trying to teach the kid right now like of course
0: right because they're be they're not being graded on result they're being graded on process they're supposed to be doing the process they they
1: need to understand these concepts uh, first graders six-year-olds are learning multiplication because we're not saying six times five is this memorize this number we're saying three. we have five groups of six apples so how right. many apples do we have and if there's five groups of six apples like how many apples do we have all together rather and than if
0: torvald is there he reaches over six and six takes three, a bite of one
1: which is something i'll talk about later on in this episode uh because there's another part of this I do want to
0: say that I I know there is much contention over Common Core, and I I am not uh, I cannot speak from an educated place on that, so I don't really have an opinion on it. I will say that my missus did not learn common core, and I did, because apparently that's what you're telling me I was taught, and I am like markedly better at percents. Than she is. Uh-huh. Like, if you ask, like, I i can figure out what 64% of something is because in my head, much like with the nines thing, I have this really quick little subroutine where I find out what 10% of the main thing is, then just multiply that by 6, yeah. then just find out what 1% of the thing and is, the, then multiply the that thing. by 4, like, then add that to that. Like,
1: Common Core front loads a lot of the difficulty of mathematics at the lower levels. But right. what you're able to do now is is because you've you've learned these concepts and you understand the the relation between, what did you say, eight percent or sixty-four percent
0: like sixty four percent over? Versus a hundred
1: percent. You know the relation. So you're able to take those relations, put it in your brain, and calculate it. So when these kids get to trigonometry to calculus to these higher level maths that make my eyes go cross whenever i see Same. it they're able to better grasp and understand it and therefore succeed in it because they are uh they are doing they're doing That's it solid that grounding way. okay huh. so, so before we like,
0: move on i do just want to say for quickly with with percents i just learned something like a year ago that blew my goddamn mind are are you aware of the percent reversal trick that like For example, 10% of 50 is the same as 50% of 10. You can just swap those. That makes sense. You can just swap those. And it fucking works. And I had all of these, you know, I don't know if you remember Sean Riley from our, uh, from our playwriting yeah. group. Coolest cat in the world. He's a goddamn, like, actual physicist or some shit. Yeah. I, he's so smart, I don't even know what his job is. And he mentioned, he was like, wait, what the fuck? And then he tried it, like, six times and he was so mad! That's he was so mad!
1: Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, up on math. Like, that's not something. Same. Uh, I'm, but, like, I'm, 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 I'm a, firm believer of common core. I think it's one of the best things our country has ever done. I think it yep. was executed extremely poorly. I don't think America. that they should have done it a broad base K through 12 whenever like, okay, here's new math. Cause imagine a bunch of 11th graders been taught math one way, trying to learn math right. a new way. We should have implemented oh, it from kindergarten and, and then from that just increasing the that age group. Um, uh, Common Core English is a lot better and a lot easier, but that's another, another story. What for another the hell? Time. So Common, Common Core Eng- English, English. Yeah. Common Core English focuses less on, uh, reading stories and answering questions about stories and how to write a five page paper. And it's, it's understanding the base, the, the uh, essential concepts of, uh, making correct arguments, citing correct information, uh, making grammatically interesting writing, uh, and not
0: not not making jokes in your academic
1: papers. <laughs> yeah, not making jokes in your academic paper. <laughs> uh, but we we focus on we focus on key concepts that are essential to uh reading and writing rather than focusing on rote memorization and uh recitation, mm. which is what most of like what my English has been. Uh, uh and yeah, it's it's same. fantastic, it's amazing. Like if you ever get bored, go and just look up the common core standards. Uh take you 10 minutes to read through them and it's really interesting what these kind of areas we focus on uh for all the I kids. I just do that.
0: Okay. The more you know sound effect.
1: Okay. So, uh Arnold has mastered common core even though there isn't a name for it. And Correct, that's why because
0: I... Arnold is uh, Arnold is everything any episode needs him to be, including a genius.
1: Yeah. Um He's a basketball guru. He's uh, he was a basketball guru Master last episode, right? Like, was that all the last to episode all men. We watched?
0: I believe so. Wow, it's been that. I long. know it's been a really long time. Can I just say, I missed you, dude, yeah. and I missed doing this with you. Like, we have a lot of fun over on Peculiar Objects. It's a hell of a lot of fun. It's a great yeah. show, but it's a completely different energy, and I missed hanging out with my buddy. Yeah. just talking about talking about different ways to multiply your nines.
1: Okay, so uh, Arnold is the best, the best person for the job. Yep. Uh, so he's the ace. He goes and he he's tutors. He's real Gary Stu. He he goes and he tutors. Uh, Torvald. He goes to Torvald's house. Um, I I really liked this scene with Torvald and his mother. Uh, in that. Oh, it's so
0: good. Because you you
1: you Arnold shows up to what is clearly uh like a scary neighborhood. There is a, yeah, big, a tenement. There is a big scary dog chained like like big ass chained to the front yard like like in my mind when i first saw this episode i'm like this is like where the bad kids live the mom is gonna be abusive awful mean whatever and you go and you meet his mom and his mom is just the nicest lady you'll ever meet the
0: loveliest woman
1: yeah and they're 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 poor. They're absolutely poor. I think her mom is going to a right. late shift as a waitress or something like that. But. Those chicken fingers aren't going to make themselves. <laughs> she. She just has such pride for her son. Like, she recognizes she that her son is, is, is not doing well. Uh, but. <sighs> Wait, does she?
0: I got the exact opposite vibe. I, I got the idea that she is most certainly like oblivious bordering on denial but still like genuinely proud like like she probably knows he's not doing well and super bright but chooses to focus on look at
1: this fucking drawing he that's, did. A, that's that's exactly see! that's the point i was making like it's like oh she i know she's it's obviously she knows she's not doing well but rather than focusing on these shortcomings and these failures for him she focuses on the good aspects of the per his personality the bright aspects right. of his personality which is i think something that a lot of these kind of portrayals of of students who aren't doing very well in class um like in the media like parents disappointment like i try everything i try to do whatever and they just aren't getting it um right. what i love is that is that and that's the thing like <laughs> every everybody is intelligent everybody is intelligent there is not a single person that is not intelligent they are intelligent in their own ways they have they have their own versions of intelligences and yeah a
0: fish looks like an idiot if you toss it into a tree and tell it to make like a squirrel right
1: yeah i look like an idiot if someone tossed me into a tree and told me to make like a squirrel um But yeah, like, like, so, so I I really appreciate that. I think there is this, this kind of willful ignorance from her mom, from his mom, which comes from being a single mother working a night job. There's not a whole lot she can do to ensure that he's getting the best education, but I still really appreciate that she is deeply proud of her son. She is, is proud of the meager accomplishments that he's been able to do. And she focuses on the fact that he is in her mind, a smart person, even if he doesn't do well in school, uh, which I thought was incredible. Yes, she,
0: on her end, like, I mean, she, she is focused, and reasonably so, I think, on the, like, physical, practical, my son needs a roof over his head, and food in his belly, and like, if he's doing well in school on that, that's, that's a bonus, but like, we're gonna, so she's good, she's proud of what is there to be proud of, and I think that's fair enough, and that speaks, I think, largely, uh, to the 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 burden of of single parents as a working class but that's that's a different conversation um Anyway, yeah, she was just the nicest lady, Sopra. And like you said, like the home was clearly poor, the home was but it wasn't like disheveled, nasty, broken down, criminal poor, which is a visual shorthand that cartoons especially are extremely fluent in because you yeah. can make a house look physically uninhabitable and still have people there. Um it was it was house proud, if not a house to be proud of.
1: And even even Torvald's room was disheveled and unkempt but it did not because he's a 13 year old boy exactly it did not feel like like that poor unkempt like like he's living in squalor it felt like like if i panned around my bedroom right now it would look (laughs) worse than 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 uh torvald's room does uh, because I'm an exhausted teacher who has had the first break in a year uh, on Monday, and I just haven't had time to do stuff. Uh, granted, the the sure. motivations of a 13 year old are different than the motivations of of a um, of a grown ass adult, but uh, yeah, or crying is what it is. Yeah
0: um so well and and i just want to say brief briefly you mentioned this briefly when we were doing the rundown that like torvald is explicitly explicitly mentioned to be 13 by the teacher and he is rendered as like a physical grown ass man which i think i think has to be tied more into arnold's point of view than anything else right or are we supposed to expect that this this 13 year old gorilla is actually like the size of his own mother so
1: here's here's here i mean Puberty is a thing, and I definitely puberty's a hell there was of a, a guy there was a guy in in my that was twelve years old in my seventh grade class that definitely could have probably bought alcohol had he yeah. had he tried he was like he was like five eleven the hairiest guy i've ever met, like the hairiest guy i've ever met okay but here 's the interesting thing, and we talk about this arnold 's perspective thing <laughs> um gerald is is torvald 's age. <laughs> Not Gerald, what? Harold. No. Harold. Harold is Torvald's age.
0: Wait, what? There's no. a, there's an episode a in a
1: late he's slightly younger than Torvald. There's an episode in season three. Uh oh. where Harold has his bar Mitzvah, which has to happen oh, when fuck, you're, you're thirteen. Right. Uh and he does mention oh, shit. there is another episode where he mentions uh it's when he's dating Big Patty, uh, who is also <laughs> one of my favorite characters in this show. Um uh that he's been held back a few times, not because he's dumb, but because he's just, he has trouble applying himself. Um, certainly. So, so it's, it's, it's fascinating. Actually, my, the first note I wrote, cause I thought Torvald was 11, not 13, uh, was Gerald, is, Harold is older than Torvald is, which I guess mm. isn't true, but Harold, <sighs> it makes me like the, the it makes me question whether this is arnold's perspective or not because there is another grown ass adult person in arnold's classroom that that acts and and relates to arnold's age more than the other person but also harold has shown himself to be a an immature person so maybe it is arnold's mm-hmm. perspective that this person who is supposed to be 13 does not act like a 13 year old therefore he acts the same age as the people in his friend group um yeah well and
0: and what's interesting is i mean that his teacher openly shames him for being a 13 year old in yeah. the fourth grade in front of everybody in the class which not cool um and fuck her i think that has just yeah for serious um i think that has a serious impact on his like self-image and self-esteem absolutely because like it, well and and I love it cuz it was a, it was a it was a joke but it was a joke with a sharper truth hiding beneath that when Arnold was talking about like all the reasons you need math in the grown-ass world which they couldn't have predicted smartphones it's fine yeah. whatever but like he's talking about like what if you work at NASA what if you work at uh these other places what was it uh etc but like no matter where Torvald works he's always got his same bandana on <laughs> at the stock exchange at NASA and that made me really happy but in in retrospect it also shows that he's really locked into like his image of self which is yeah. a, a bully
1: um i have some of two things to mention about this first off yeah Hit he me. says arnold's like what if you need to what if you need to calculate something and he's like i'll buy a calculator and i look at torvald i'm like "You I know mean, he's not wrong like absolutely he is not wrong. like 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 i don't think i like i don't think anybody outside of of like Engineers and mathematicians and people that that actually do math for a living uh, use any of the concepts they learn, like... I I don't go around trying to add things in my head. Like maybe if, if I desperately need something and my, my smartphone isn't available to me, I'll try right. to do it in my head. But most of the time when I'm doing these kind of stupid common core math problems in my brain, it's cause it's fun. I'm doing it cause it's a fun little brain workout. Not because I need to yeah. solve anything. I'm not going to trust what's going on in my brain. I'm going to trust what the computer tells <laughs> me cause the computer is going to be right. Um, I've seen the shape that place is in. So, no, so, so Arnold, Arnold tries to teach Torvald math, uh, by doing, right. uh, what I would call the precursor concept to Common Core, uh, which like I said, right. this entire episode shows the progression of math in our country, uh, since, uh, I was a student. Um, so when I went to high school, there was this program that they started touting. It was a new math program. We called it IMP, I-M-P. So, uh, essentially what my school was touting was we're going to help you understand math in a better way. Rather than teaching you the core concepts of math, we are going to, uh, give you just word problems, just word mm. problems where you apply oh, no. this math into real world scenarios. And their idea and their thought Uh-oh. is if we, if we apply this math to real world scenarios and we give them to you in word problems, you're going to better understand why you need to use the math the way you have to use it. Um, fun fact, Every almost every single person I knew who took that imp class in my high school, when they tried to get math placement in college, got Uh-oh. like like three or four levels below what they needed oh, to please. be at to start standard math. Sad. And... You can see that, like, Arnold is running through all of these scenarios about why you would need to use math, but... But in reality, like you're, if you're pushing a broom in a, in a Burger King, you're not going to have a math teacher. You're not going to have your, your manager says you need to wash two X minus the square root of half of these tables. He's going to say, wash right. these four tables. Uh, and that's where the problem is. Like, like first off math, word problems fucking suck. I think they're one of the yep. worst things ever invented in,
0: in. Yeah, it's it's not great because like even even the mathematical notations and systems we use are an abstraction right they're yeah. they're a language of symbol and representation for something that is non-physical and that is fundamentally like abstract and pretend and the english language is the exact same thing the written english language first of all is not the same thing as the spoken english language for the first thing but um but combining the two and asking that these two imaginary systems interact in a way that is supposed to translate to concrete usable data in one of those languages is fucking bonkers that's not how it works absolutely
1: so it doesn't work and it doesn't work arnold tries to do this and it just like, his, you can see Torvald's eyes glaze over. You can see that it's not working. The thing is, at its core, what Arnold and what the Imp program was trying to do is absolutely correct. And I'll talk about it when we get further down into the episode uh, because okay. uh, there is a real, like, actually applied concept. Actually, I'm going to talk about it right now because this is the part of the episode we're talking Oh, shit. About. Um, so nothing works. Nothing works. Arnold is frustrated because he's a nine-year-old and why the fuck yeah. is the teacher putting this onus on Arnold the nine-year-old rather than uh, spending the extra time to teach I mean that's why she quit she she didn't quit she yeah. got fired she became a professional tennis player like like that's the thing that happened best life awful teacher awful awful teacher okay yeah so Arnold, Arnold's given up. He has a run-in, random happenstance with Torvald, and Torvald. Uh, I forgot what the what the black kid's name is. Um, he has a name. He's a, you know, the kid with the missing tooth.
0: I do, but I think I think you're jumping ahead. I
1: I think you mean when he snags Sid. Right? Oh, it was Sid. It was Sid. Yeah, sorry, I'm not looking at my yeah. notes. Um,
0: that's okay. So he grabs Sid. You mean you don't and... have the episode queued up to scrub through as
1: we go through the <laughs> show? No, we watched it earlier this episode. I don't need to watch it more than once. I'm not a scrub. No, I'm just saying. It's funny. Uh, he, he runs into Sid, and what I really appreciate about this scene is what it looks like is a standard money shakedown. Like, I'm right. a bully, I'm stealing your lunch money. In reality, he loaned Sid his own money. <laughs> He, he he. This he, is a business
0: transaction. It's a business yeah.
1: transaction. I loved it so much because it's it, it's it so skews good. away from this classic bully trope. Yes, he is a loan shark. <laughs> yes, that is that is kind of a shitty business to be in. You're preying on the right. the people who. But he's not Usury actively not cool. stealing money. I mean. There's an implication that he does eh. actually steal money later on. But I what I loved about that was he's like, hey, where's my money? Not you need to give me your lunch money, but like uh, I've given you money. I've loaned you this money at 8% over two weeks. Right. You're at your due date. You need to give me that money back. Um, And this is where the light flickers on uh with Arnold. Uh, this is where you find out that Torvald is actually really good at math. Right. He just needs math applied in a way that contextually makes sense for him. And this is the, the final crux of my thesis, the final part of my thesis. Um, what Arnold is doing is practicing something that uh, in education we call authentic design. Uh, and the idea is with authentic design, you teach students why their math, why these concepts are important in the real world rather than forcing Mm -hmm. students into these imaginary scenarios. Um, So uh, some of the projects that I've designed, uh, authentically designed, I taught students about uh, the, our congressional system. Um, But the way I taught them about our congressional system was through a, a, an activist and letter writing campaign. So students had to Mm -hmm. come up with, with, a problem something that they felt strongly about uh that's plaguing their society whether it's pollution gay rights abortion any of these different things they had to damn high they then had to learn about uh learn about that concept make a petition writing campaign uh write to their letter their senators write to their congressmen uh, try to get something changed. So I was teaching civic participation. They were learning about the senators. They were learning about their congressmen. They were learning about the roles that our legislative branch. But yeah, so, so essentially, oh, okay. like, I've, I've kind of packaged this all up into a big concept. So students don't actually realize or recognize that they're learning. Aha. Uh-huh. Like, they're memorizing these different things, but they are learning and understanding these concepts in a way that makes sense to them. And that they can then apply these things into their real life. And that's what's happening with Torvald here. Arnold realizes that Torvald speaks a different language when it comes to math than other people does. So rather than uh-huh. forcing Torvald to learn this language, he adapted math to fit the the language that Torvald does. And we get this montage right. Which, of him. of him by the way... About.
0: Is the correct application of math because math is a tool right it 's supposed to be yeah. adapted to fit the need to right. which it is being put
1: exactly it's it 's authentic design. Arnold is authentically designing math uh, in a way that contextually makes sense for Torvald because this is how yeah. Torvald is going to use math in real life and that's the entire point of education as a whole we need to make sure students are learning this and know how to apply these things in real life and that's where we're at in our education system right now so in this 15 minute episode we have seen the the entire nexus of 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 math at least from my generation to where we are
0: today from a certain point yeah wow that's wild. I had no idea I was being educated without my knowledge. Oh shit! They did it just the way you did it. They tricked me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> authentic design. Uh, but uh, so Arnold's pretty successful. Torvald gets a C plus, which is how Hell it yeah. works in these shows. Uh, he has made great progress, but he's not a genius. He's not. He's not. Right. He's not suddenly a master at this. He's. He's just how he is. Normally. Well,
0: because. Because the next time we see Torvald, if it's once or twice down the line, he has to be able to snap back, right? He can't just be suddenly a genius. That would be great if this were a more continuity-heavy show that would allow that kind of development of characterization over time. But because it is episodic, we need to be able to see what Torvald is and have him be that thing at And all
1: and And I think Torvald is only in one other episode, and the only purpose of him in that episode is to play a football game against the fifth graders, and he's their secret, right? like like their secret weapon because he's 13 years old right. and he towers above them. Uh, so they right. needed him to still be in their grade. Uh Kong. So he passes. Um, and everything kind of goes back to normal. Any final thoughts on this episode before we move on to the second one? Uh,
0: I wondered...
1: If the school was unlocked or if Torvald
0: broke in when they had their, uh, their sort of dark night of the soul there in the classroom. I
1: think he broke in. My initial thought was maybe it was super early in the morning and that's why it was dark out and he just got into the classroom early. Uh, But he didn't show up to like, he left the class at some point in time and showed up to his test late, which, which is, okay, this is, and this is the thing that's really confusing to me. Is this, is this, is this just a specific math class? Like are the te- are the students on periods? Do they have different teachers that they go yeah, to for all of their different I classes? Don't or no. Because because there's there's a few issues with this classroom set up either direction. If this is a standard mm-hmm. fourth grade classroom and they have the same teacher, why the fuck did all of them leave when their math test was over? That's not it how make any any damn of this sense. works. But if this is a math test, if this is an actual math test, I mean, a math class, why the fuck are there dinosaur posters on the teacher's desk?
0: Brachiosaurus! (laughs) <laughs> Demetrodon! I wrote this down. Uh yeah, it doesn't make any damn sense. And of course, like from a from a Doylean perspective and not a Watsonian perspective, that kind of narrative ambiguity leaves them like a lot of room to play with, right? It can be whatever they need it to be for the episode. But from like from an actual in world perspective, no, that's fucking bonkers. That makes no sense.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's 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 mind baffling, mind boggling. Mind
0: uh, baffling. Yeah, I didn't I, start doing Different periods, like until, until high school. No. Wait.
1: No. Seventh grade? No. Yeah. Seventh grade. Yeah. I did my, I started, I actually, uh, my third grade did different periods, but that was a new experimental thing that only my school was doing, uh, which was super fun. Uh, and then seventh and eighth grade, I had two different teachers. Um, and I just (laughs) switched. I had two classes with them, two classes with the other. Um, but it wasn't until high school that I had like no necessarily like real roster. homeroom, like like I didn't have a nesting classroom as I'd like to call
0: it. Right.
1: Um so it's weird. Well I have I have no other comments about this, no other observations about that's this fair. the episode.
0: Case closed on tutoring Torvald. Quick question, because I genuinely forget, because it's been forever since we've done this. Do we do one Monkey Man per show segment or per episode? We can
1: do one Monkey Man per show segment. If you have a Monkey Man for this half, I definitely have a Monkey Man for the second half.
0: I do have a Monkey Man for the first half. My Monkey Man award, which I will remind the gentle listener, uh, is given every episode or show segment, as the case may be, to something that just makes us happy um it can be like a tiny detail it can be a particular like performance or inflection note it can be uh, whatever basically made us notice it possibly against our will um and for me it was a sign that Torvald had in his room on the back of his door that read bully parking only that's awesome (laughs) um Which made me very happy, because I've always really... I've never dealt with a bully in real life, because bullies are cartoon characters, right? In real life, you have kids who are, like, disadvantaged and extremely troubled and violent, and they're not fun, goofy caricatures. So, like, but a cartoon bully is a stock character, and I love the implication that there's, like, bully culture and a bully economy. And, like, yep. the Simpsons did this a couple times when, when Homer went to the Wooly Bully, where all the bullies get their, like, get their hats and yeah. stuff. And it's just, I don't know, just the idea that, um it, you know, Torvald was at the bully supply store, and he saw that sign, and he was like, fuck yeah.
1: Or his mom is like, I appreciate my son. I know what my son's thinking about. <laughs> I'm gonna buy that for him.
0: I may not respect my son's line of work, but I respect that he's working hard.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. So I have no, I have no uh, monkey man for, uh, for this episode. I do have a monkey man for next that's episode. Fair. I actually have a few monkey men for next episode. But Let's I'm gonna do have to it. I've got,
0: got almost nothing for the next episode. Let's jump in. Okay.
1: Do you want to give the uh, overview for the next one, KC? Sure.
0: Turn tape over. Uh, segment two. Gerald comes over. Uh, Arnold goes over to Gerald's for a sleepover, uh, which is what boys call them um gerald says hey what the hell how come i don't know anything about your home we only ever just hang out in your room and he says ah, yeah it is weird night and tries to get out of it doesn't work so they go over to arnold's and uh get introduced to all of the tenants of the boarding house all of the boarders there and it is just a it is what tv tropes would refer to as a conga line of trauma um yeah for for both of them and it comes together at the end with them actually being one big crazy family lol um i do have a brief question before we start thony yes. so when you were when you were a kid when you were a wee boogan were you a did you have go there sleepovers or did you have come over sleepovers i did both you did both yeah you can
1: definitely be both but you have to be more one than the other i like no it was i i never did sleepovers outside of parties uh we never had like like so there's a few things like my mom did babysitting um right so i had school friends and those were my school friends and i hung out with them at school my mom also had these two boys that I spent a majority of my childhood hanging out with every day after school um, because my mom Mm -hmm. was babysitting them. And, like, I, I, you know, the concept of my mom's being paid to watch these kids doesn't really compute. Like, these were my friends, and I got to hang out with my friends every single day. So, like, a desire to have sleepovers with friends outside of school was not something I ever needed, except if it was a birthday party. So I never had a... Come over or go there sleepover because I had a, oh, a sleepover for my birthday party, and then every sleepover I went to was for someone else's birthday party.
0: I see. So they weren't just they weren't just like casual hangs like Arnold and Gerald are doing. Like yeah, let's come over, come yeah. come spend the night or whatever. Oh, that's no. interesting.
1: My dad's notoriously antisocial and hates people at the house, so. Yeah. The idea of of bringing one of my school chums and friends over was a big to do, uh, for yeah. for anything.
0: That's fair. Um, when I was when I was a go there sleepover guy, uh, it was because of parties. It was because of group, like you know, my whole my fifth grade gang of friends all getting to go, you know, at, at Ken Cooper's house or something. Um, but then he, my best friend at the, at the time for many years, uh, the Colonel. Um, who may be one of our listeners for all I know, Um, I would have him over to my place all the time. And that was my preferred method. Not because his house didn't rock. His house did and does rock. And oddly enough, uh, his house is an exact mirror reversed floor plan of the house I currently live in. Which is super fucking weird. But um, for 20 years ago, makes no goddamn sense. But anyway, no, his house was awesome. His family was was lovely. They were, they were not second parents to me, but I was very friendly with all of them. And I always felt most welcome there. But... I have always been a homebody, and I have always wanted to be in a certain degree of control of the space I was inhabiting. I hate the idea of being stranded at someone else's house. I hate the idea of having to ask another person for food, and it's uh, just—the whole thing makes me feel like I need to crawl into a hole and die.
1: It's—it's—it's— What's interesting is this is you're not telling me anything I don't know. There's a reason why <laughs> when you lived out here or anything, I never ever invited you on any kind of trip with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I didn't want to go on them, and it's not because yeah. I don't love you.
1: No, it's absolutely. Because places that it's aren't just my just house. Not suck. That and and like, I'm not. <laughs> I not. I yeah, like like because. I, I I go on adventures. I go traveling, and I take people when I go traveling. It's something Every day you're doing something. You're going on treasure hunts. Yeah, going it's, to it's, movie festivals I have, and shit. I have disposable money and and free time, which is two things you're that I've never that. really had like like before. Right. Um. So so uh, in that sense, like I I like going places, and I like 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 doing things. I I don't know. I'm definitely I think I would be a more of a go-over-someplace sleepover person than a okay. than a, a stay-at-home sleepover person because I That's find bad. my house boring. My house is not interesting. Ugh. All of my friends' houses are way more interesting than, than, than the place I grew up in. So why would I want to take someone to be bored at my house when we could go have adventures at their house? <laughs>
0: Oh no, see for me home is safety, home is comfort. I've got all my books. I know where everything is. I know what the food is. Cuz like say you've got a favorite say your favorite food is hot dogs. That's fantastic. Hot dogs might not mean the same thing over at somebody else's house. It could be a brand you've never had. And then you don't want to be weird about it and be a bad guest and they're like, "No, no, I can make you it's it's I it's it's a level of and it what it is is it clangs against my fundamental psychological inability <laughs> to inconvenience anyone for any it's, reason." It's it's it's,
1: it's it's fascinating, cause, cause, uh, like, like, I know you're picky with food. That's not something I worry about when I go over to someone's house. Whatever they're making, I'll be like, fucking fantastic, great. Unless you're serving me fake ass pasta sauce, but I'll still eat the fake ass right. pasta sauce. I'll just be fucking, judging you. Fucking pasta sauce. Judging you. Whatever. So much. I, like, Ridiculous. legitimately, there is, there is not a whole lot of things that I am an absolute food snob about, but right. fake ass pasta sauce is disgusting. It makes that's me want to vomit. I hate it so much. I want it to die.
0: Well, you, well, that you know what, that's that's fair. I yeah. I think we can allow you that. Everybody gets one. Okay, so what are your thoughts on Gerald comes over? So, Besides, uh, that Arnold's grandma is uh, embracing so a colonizer stereotype oh, that outside the pages okay. of Rudyard Kipling is all. wildly inappropriate.
1: All I said was. Grandma's Sundowning again. That's all I wrote about that. Um, that's fair. Once I, per episode. I feel like this episode, even though the production order is taking place after Mr. Smith, um, I think this episode was written, written and filmed long before, uh, Mr. Smith. Um, there's just a lot of like, I feel like Gerald has interacted with Mr. Wynn. He's I interacted with yep. Mr. Wynn for Christmas. Like he's interacted Definitely with some has. of these people with Ernie before, yep. before. Uh before this happens um what i really appreciated about this episode uh in a slight way not not exactly it kind of reminded me of 22 short films about springfield sure yeah i could see that Uh, because it's not necessarily a like one self-contained episode each each client has their own mini story that is told its own arc that that story ends they move on to the next person there is no overarching theme there is no overarching storyline that is happening in this episode it is strictly mini story by mini story for each of the, yeah. the tenants it's true <laughs> do you have nothing to say i, I don't like i i felt I like there's... i dominated the last episode uh no so no 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 you you to... spoke
0: you spoke to the last episode segment from a place of knowledgeability and passion about something that you're knowledgeable about that's always fascinating to listen to um no i i mean there's there's really not much to say i mean i i felt for gerald because i mean first of all arnold tried to get out of having him over and introducing him to people in the first place, which is something I would do. I would try to get out of social events just because I wanted to stay home and not be forced to be in situations I didn't understand and could not determine my own escape from, yeah. is what it is. So, So Gerald has insisted on inserting himself into this, and Arnold says, fine, and Phil wrangles them into collecting all the rent from the people, and they just have to be subjected to this litany of of f- flagrant disrespect <laughs> um, from people who really should damn know better by this point and are allowing their por- personal bullshit to interfere with the fact that they owe goddamn rent money. Um, and so, I I don't know. I didn't find any, I didn't find any of the little segments particularly um, like were they? sympathetic. I, I, did, I
1: no, None of them were sympathetic. Here's what I, here's no. something that I really want to mention. We, we mentioned in an earlier episode, uh, the heat episode that, Grandpa is a slum lord. We we talked Correct. about this. But
0: when we say eat the rich and the landlords, we mean grandpa.
1: Except, except let's talk about how much rent Arnold actually collected from the seven tenants that he was at seven. I don't remember however many tenants he uh, stopped by. That's in that a good 15 number. That's fine. Uh, Casey, do you remember how much money Arnold collected exactly? Because I do together. Exactly? No,
0: I remember he got he got he got two nickels from Ernie. I remember that he got a shiny dime from Mr. Nguyen. Um and that's
1: all I remember. That's what else? all it Is was. That it? That's all it was. That's all it was. Twenty 15 cents. Fifteen cents. Twenty cents. Twenty cents. Twenty cents for all the tenants in the. Mm. And and remember, we talked about Mr. Smith. They mentioned Mr. Smith uh pays extra for his his rent to get the fancy doodads right. and, his special and spy equipment room. yeah uh, nobody is paying rent in this boarding house and i think grandpa is is too busy to pay attention to that he's not making any money grandma is too senile Mm. and Mm. and the fact that so all of these people are taking advantage of them yes so this is less Mm. about being like here's the thing if you're not paying rent like who the fuck cares uh what kind of condition the the landlord in your your boarding house is is keeping that's a point y'all are squatters all of y'all are squatters I have to say, like,
0: as shoddy and run-down as the Sunset Arms does appear to be at times, she has got to have some strong, strong bones, because Ernie's room is filled to the ceiling with cinder blocks.
1: Okay. <laughs> so... And Ernie has a giant, giant room. Like, that room is yeah. very tall and very, very enormous. wide. And... Enormous. Enormous. 15-foot ceilings. What the yeah. hell? It's... 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 uh. I want to talk about I want to talk about Mr. What is it, Mr. Purdy? I,
0: yes, Mr. Purdy. I looked him up. Go ahead. What do you have to say about Mr. Purdy? Is this the
1: only episode that Mr. Purdy is in? No, he
0: shows up in I think four or five total, but we don't see him except in the last one, I think, and he does show up briefly in one of the movies. Really?
1: Why don't I know? Yeah. Hold on. Now I'm looking this up too uh yeah he he has okay so he he has a a non speaking role in Mr Green runs where Mr Green runs for uh town assembly and right. he has a brief appearance in hey Arnold the movie that's interesting, okay, only one speaking role, and that is in this episode uh so it's in this episode
0: where he is unpictured, and do you know do you know by whom he is is uh voiced no it is an actual Mr. Purdy, uh, Joseph Purdy, who was one of the
1: staff writers. Oh, that's interesting. Well, it is interesting
0: because he has a distinct voice that is distinctly, and I, I don't mean this as an insult, so please don't read it that way, listeners. Um, he has a voice that's non actory. Right? Yeah. Like he doesn't have he doesn't have like VO cadence, and uh I think that makes him seem really unique and strange, which is only doubled down by what we hear and don't see go down in that apartment, viz. chicken husbandry.
1: Uh why is it such a big deal that Mr. Purdy has a chicken?
0: I mean so I mean the reasonable argument is that the Sunset Arms is not coded for yeah farm
1: animals except that's not true
0: (laughs) well because abner right yeah well i mean that's assuming abner's there legally and i think we can all agree abner is an outlaw hog
1: and i just my my thing though is 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 if abner's not there legally do you think they're really going to have a problem (laughs) with other farm animals not being there legally especially when the 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 sign for sunset arms apartment says no kids
0: pets okay pets okay Uh, huh so so yeah here's here's, i don't know there's
1: here's here's my thought here's my thought okay Uh, mr purdy's definitely fucking that (laughs) chick
0: oh explicit tag how i've missed you um so like look i don't want to like this is where the conversation has grown has grown (laughs) and has gone (laughs) to and i i don't want to be accused or thought of as having this kind of thought just in my head but like i don't see how that wouldn't physically kill a chicken
1: oh <laughs> so yeah. uh, uh, we don't have to this is a cartoon we don't have to understand the physics of the situation all yeah, we need to know is that he was definitely doing things that he would be ashamed of something uh with Conduct that chicken becoming
0: of a tenant Okay. It um, could be anything. It could it could be they could be distributing communist propaganda. Okay. So
1: so I think they visit four people, like four room, five rooms altogether. Um Mr. Uh, Wynn, yeah, there
0: was him, there was Mr. Smith, uh Mr. Wynn, Ernie, and the
1: Kakashkas. So so Mr. Wynn, uh I Bye. think Mr. Wynn I'm really irritated that Mr. Wynn uh, did not actually pay his rent at the end of things, but I don't think anything that Mister Wynne had the kids do was necessarily unreasonable. Maybe the wallpaper—it wasn't. They weren't unreasonable
0: things to have your landlord do. Yeah, Arnold and Gerald are a pair of nine-year-old boys. Yes and for and and may I just say, I think sending nine year old boys to be your collector men and and relying on the sympathies and good nature of the people you're trying to get money from is a fucked up thing to do in the first place
1: yeah and and like like the idea that they're relaying what is it laminate on mr Wynn's, Mr. Wynn's kitchen like that's not something yeah. you should do. Why the fuck does Mr. Wynn have like the world's deepest and whitest cavernous cabinet? Where his piping because. is for his sink, <laughs> like there's because. this shot. There's Arnold in it, and he's like in a separate room where he's like he's, where all the pipes go. He's not having to crouch down. He's not even having to like lie on his back to do this. He's just sitting in a room, crouched down, working on the okay. pipes.
0: All right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna scrub through the episode and check this out because I really want to get a firsthand view of the the depth of pipe cavern we're talking about here. Let's see. There's Ernie. Now show me, Mister Wynn. Show me that good magic from the land of Vietnam. Come here, let's see, okay, They're pulling up the laminate, yep, 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 putting up the banana wallpaper, banana wallpaper, honestly, okay, a shiny new dime, oh, you're right, and Mr. Wynn doesn't actually pay any rent, does he I mean he tips them, yeah, but 10 he doesn't cents. pay them, oh, you're right, yeah, that is an enorm- that is a cavern full of plumbing, yeah, it's crazy. I'll be damned, huh? Wild stuff. I don't know. The sunset arms is fucking. It's the House of Leaves. It's it's the TARDIS. It's yeah. fine.
1: Um, yeah. Okay. So we already did. Uh, Mister Potts. Ernie has a giant room with bricks in his in his 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 massive, yeah. enormous apartment. Um, Mister Smith. And as as
0: a collector, as someone who is bound by his neurological nature to collect things, I have to say, and I think we probably mentioned this in Ernie's first episode, but, like, keeping a brick from every building you've knocked down in your career, fucking cool shit, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's
0: the coolest thing in the world. It's probably gonna make that building fall down and kill a lot of people one day, but
1: still. He should build his own apartments with it. He has enough bricks to build his own building. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be the fucking boss's thing! Can you no, bet that's the a, power of The that is King a haunted, energy? That is a haunted building. You're making a Frankenstein building? Build- you don't think oh that Frankenstein building is gonna take a little girl and throw her into the river because he thinks that's Made what it's of supposed the to be?
0: bones of other dead buildings. It's like when Godzilla had King Ghidorah's skull in there. Oh god, amazing.
1: Anyway. That's it's it's awful. It's terrifying. Don't do it, guys. Don't build a do building it. off the ruins of. Do it. That's how a horror Ernie movie Potts. begins.
0: Build an extremely haunted building. Uh,
1: Mr. Smith, can is... you imagine the
0: savings if it comes pre haunted, Tony? You don't have to wait.
1: I don't want to live in a haunted house. Why? What is people's obsessions with living gonna, in haunted houses? Save all kinds of time.
0: You can charge ghost rent.
1: Ghosts don't pay rent. That's not how it works. <laughs> how do they pay rent? They ghost these people. Jobs? What what currency do ghost people use? Uh,
0: spook coin.
1: Yeah, that's 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 like all Bitcoin is. I mean, all cryptocurrency. It's voodoo magic that doesn't actually exist. The only it's value not things, voodoo
0: because that's a real religion. Those stop. It. Those
1: those things. The only things that those things have are are what the value that those people place on it. But in reality, that's how all economic systems
0: are. Um, It's true. Just leave the Petro and Loa out of it. Real Vodun has nothing to do with this. No matter what Ben Stein says.
1: Mr. Smith is just more Mr. Smith from the Mr. Smith episode. Except Mr. Smith doesn't pay his rent either. Um he does not Fuck And, that and the Kakashkas, I think one of the reasons why this is not the best episode is because it's pretty much all of the same as what we normally get. Um the Kakashkas yeah. hate each other, Ernie's a, a grumpy little piece of shit, Mr. Mr. Wynn is still playing the the goofy foreigner cuz I remember that right. uh we skipped ahead for the Christmas episode and that hasn't actually happened. Oh, that's right. In production so he events. hasn't gotten
0: his character development yet. He hasn't yeah. gone back on it. Oh, okay. Um
1: but the Kakashkas uh I mean the Kakashkas are being Kakashkas, and I think I mentioned this it before, really is just a
0: piece of shit sampler, isn't it?
1: but they're both Kakashkas are awful human beings, like yes like, they are uh I do have some sympathy for for Susie and uh the kind of gaslighting that Oscar puts her through, but this episode starts with her flinging things at Oscar with the intention right. of hurting him, which right, is, which is abuse and yeah, assault. It's abusive and assaulting behavior. And the fact that this yeah. happens enough that Arnold knows what's about to happen and is prepared to, uh, miraculously grab every single piece of flying pottery that comes at him. Uh, yep. uh because Arnold is a magic person that has it's whatever true. kind of batman utility belt, uh, abilities they need him per episode. Um, that's what happens uh it's true so yeah um they're about to leave they're about to break up with each other dinner is called and like all broken families uh at certain points you put aside your differences and break bread with the people that you love uh together and that's what we get here yeah it was definitely the weaker
0: I mean, like calling it the weaker half of the episode, I, I don't think is necessary. I, I like. Fair, I, I um... think.
1: I think the only reason why I let's really talk about it. I actually think that that the tutoring Torvald would is considered. I think a technically a weaker episode because it does nothing interesting with the premise and the setup. Uh, I mm-hmm. like this kind of short vignette thing that we did in, in this episode. Uh, that is something new and interesting storytelling wise, even if we just mm-hmm. get rehashes of the same characters we know, but also this, we, we are familiar. We are deeply familiar with the characters in this show. So for us, it's That's kind true. of boring and trite because we know that they're just following the tropes that they have. Um, the only reason I feel like like, the episode Tutoring Torvald was a stronger episode to discuss was because, uh, I had a lot to say about our educational system, uh, that's and fair. less, and really, realistically, we spent less time talking about the actual meat and bones of the Tutoring Torvald episode than we did with this episode. Most of it was me lecturing oh, you about mathematics. <laughs>
0: i was listening intently i was very interested <laughs> yeah, was to learn very interesting and and it's also there there are different kinds of episodes too uh it's it's not really they were trying to do different things and it's not really useful to compare them in the sense of measuring them against each other i don't think yeah. um and like if you put two super heavy ass like big swing episodes like tutoring Torvald back to back in the same I mean that's that's a rough half hour that's a heavy half hour right so i mean you got to you got to have a little palate cleanser after that and and a little bit of lol here's all these characters we love aren't they goofy here's a little reminder yeah. i you could do worse than that i'm not mad about it absolutely um yeah i believe you had a monkey man <laughs>
1: i have a few monkey men well let's talk about let's talk about some some moments from the show that stood out to us okay uh the first one i have is the very first uh introduction to uh gerald's little sister timberly uh timberly the pink ranger who is one of the worst characters this entire fucking show but uh yeah she's the pink ranger and what i wrote down is timberly uh is kimberly the pink ranger yes (laughs) which i freaking loved uh that's very good um. So, Kimberly from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is my first Monkey Man. uh, If she right comes,
0: you'll no. I'm sorry. You can mention moments, but you only get one Monkey Man.
1: I still I have to pick which Monkey Man it is. Uh, Then I'm giving the Monkey Man award to the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> For that all chicken earned of it. The abuse that he has endured from creepy Mister Purdy, which Mister Purdy also Fair. has a very like. That's not a very legitimate. Like, I mean. It, it, if you heard a guy named Mr. Purdy and you found out Mr. Purdy was doing things with a chicken, uh, in the news, you would be like, of course he was doing things with the a chicken in the news. His name is Mr. Purdy. Being. The real guy
0: is named I, I Joe know, Purdy. You're I saying know. that man sounds like a chicken fucker.
1: Okay, okay. Like, like, when, uh, when Anthony <laughs> Weiner got arrested for exposing himself to underage children was wasn't your first thought not was your first thought not well his name was wiener what did you expect because that was my first thought
0: you got you got me there you got me there i think that was the last time we all agreed on something as a country okay (laughs) so your monkey man your monkey man goes goes to the chicken i believe chicken r.i.p chicken okay what are your other moments
1: uh that was it
0: that was it okay My, my monkey man for the segment, uh, goes to Oscar, uh, who of course is a, is a piece of shit, but he had a line (laughs) that just killed me. Uh, it's when Susie was kicking him out saying, uh, you know, it's like, Susie, I'm looking for work. And she says, well, you're not going to find it down at the track, which is really good. But he replies, but Susie, I work all the time. Just not professionally.
1: (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) I have another moment. Uh, hit me. They go into the boarding house. Their first stop is, is grandpa in the bathroom. Uh, correct. Did you notice the book he was reading?
0: I did. Book of Lisps. <laughs> yeah. And I was very confused. I, I I assumed it was a joke or a reference I wasn't
1: getting. And there's no, there's no joke. It's a stupid, like, like, it's a weird book to be reading. And I think that's something. It Remember, is. there's a lot of like these weird, like, kind of moments. Uh, I'll dig any hole for a price, which is still my favorite. <laughs> My favorite just visual gag that it makes no sense. <laughs> it's that same kind of thing. Grandpa's in the bathroom. We yeah. need a book about lisps.
0: Book of lisps, you know. <laughs> Uncle John's lisp reader. Yeah. Wild. All right. Well, that was tutoring Torvald and Gerald comes over. Uh, what are we watching next, Tony? Uh, let's
1: look at the prediction order of episodes, we are watching Spelling Bee, and ooh, pigeon man
0: yeah which lines up again here uh in hulu so that'll be season one episode 14 by the production order and season one episode 15 by hulu order so go ahead and give that a watch for next time you can go ahead and tweet at us at the gf report if you should like to do so uh you know what else you could do if you want to tell a friend who also likes hey arnold you want to give us a review in the itunes store maybe that'd be real damn decent of you we won't pay anything because we have rent to pay to a small boy who's being exploited by his elders. But uh, we would certainly appreciate you.
1: Um, you can listen to our other shows on this network. Fuck, uh, we, have this network. Uh, Fuck we have other shows. Show on this network. Peculiar, we have other shows. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. All of the other things that I normally tell you are now fucked Right now, and we're still going to put School Scouts of America hiatus. back together.
0: Uh, at some point but yes you can go listen to peculiar objects where i who the hell do i play oh yeah that's right i'm a teen scumbag this season
1: uh and i'm playing a a teen scumbag i'm playing a teenage detective slash reporter uh with a name similar to another character from another podcast uh but Mm -hmm. you have to watch that to find out
0: similar um
1: um, you can find me at l chupacabra dlx you can find us at the gf report uh you can file yeah. find Casey at I don't even know what your your new Twitter handle is anymore.
0: Nobody does, baby. You can find me at Night Springs FM.
1: And you can find all of us on semiautomagicinc.org.com. N- no. We're Some no of those.
0: <laughs> we're not just there Some to get the those. information out like CanadianSexActs.org. No. Um semi automagicinc.com. It's dot com. Uh so you can check all those out, watch the thing for next time. Phony say the thing. Uh
1: I don't have one. Fuck. If you if you if you look at your uh okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh so thanks for listening, guys. And as always, if you look at your child's math book and you think god damn what the fuck are they teaching my kid they're not learning any kind of math at all you're fucking wrong get over it start <laughs> learning common core like a real fucking person or else oh, you're going dead. to leave your kid behind and they are not oh going to god. succeed in college oh
0: shit and That's as always incredible. i'd like to share some words with you
1: stay football headed <laughs> stay. stay but you
0: did it stay football headed <laughs> bye all our buddies bye If you're following along, we are going through Tutoring Torvald and Gerald comes over. Now, Tony, have you actually watched these episodes in preparation for this, or are yes. you just jumping in after six months cold?
1: No, I have watched these episodes. Like I I felt like I I like I, I almost was... <laughs> debated it. Like I I felt like I I lost my train.
0: We're I was giving a you great. a chance to say, "Oh no, shit! I should probably watch these, so okay. we could tell okay. the listeners Here's to go the watch the episode."
1: Here's the thing, Casey: How <laughs> long up, has buddy? it been since we did it? It's been a long time. <laughs> I know. We, we 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 in peculiar objects, we moved from that bit. We're now doing recap episodes, so it's completely yeah. cut off all of us. Okay, uh, it's true. This is this is back end episode fodder. <laughs> Let's try that again, so
0: we can. Actually... Okay.